Hey, welcome to Winning Wednesday. We are going to be going over content for your NCLEX exam, and we will be specifically looking at the topic of pregnancy. Yes, 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 yes. Very important topic. And so if you are in nursing school or if you're at a nursing school, if you're getting ready to take NCLEX next week or if you haven't taken NCLEX at all yet, this is the place for you because we help you get your nursing license. Hi, my name is Regina Callion and I am the number one NCLEX instructor on the planet because I have the number one nursing students right here with me at Remar Review. So let's get into it. Pregnancy, if we are talking about pregnancy, hi everybody, come on in. I see you, Florida in the house, Haiti in the house. <laughs> All right, if you are um, <clears throat> talking about pregnancy, it is the period in which an egg cell is fertilized by a sperm to form a new cell. And the terminology for that, and we will be using it um, you know, throughout this lecture, is zygote. And that eventually develops into a, a human organism to be born. That is the goal. That is the goal. And so pregnancy, aka gestation, it, it occurs... Um, it occurs over a, a 40 week period and typically is 38 weeks, but um, 40 weeks is it. And the trimesters, the trimesters are first, second and third. And there are significant changes that happen to that uh, zygote during the time as it begins to grow. And so remember with next generation NCLEX, for those of you who will be taking it, I am going to be starting to talk more and more about it. I'm going to be trying to prepare your minds to be able to approach the test without any fear, any hesitation, because it is going to be heavily um, based on the principles of human development, the, the principles of um, understanding mm, pathophysiology, so your viruses, your bacteria, um, your funguses, and also medications and pharmacology. And I am going to be emphasizing time because time is one of the cues that you must pick up on when you are answering NCLEX questions or case studies. Okay, guys. So here um, we're, we're going to be talking about um, just some things that happen that are time sensitive. So the first trimester weeks one through 12, you're going to have the conception of that fertilized egg and you're going to have uterine implantation. Uh, so that's important. And then the fetal organs, the fetal organs are going to be formed. Okay. Now the second trimester, what takes place? The second trimester, 13 to 28 weeks. And this is when that, um, that little tiny fetus begins to have some um, identifiable changes clinically for uh, the purposes of mom and the doctor and dad too. Don't leave out dad. So 18 to 20 weeks, you are going to be able to identify the sexual or the sex of the baby, right? So birth defects may also be detected. 20 weeks, you have tiny fetal movements called quickening and 24 weeks, fingerprints and footprints have formed. These things happen all within that second trimester. And remember, you know, as well as learning 
what the baby is doing. It's also important for you to know what the mom should be doing. So like in the first trimester, we expect nausea, we expect vomiting, right? We expect those things because of the hormonal changes. But the second trimester, those things should be dissipating. The mom should be feeling a lot better and she should be making all of her wellness visits. Now, if you have the virtual trainer, which I'm going to go into in a little bit, you know that we start with pregnancy. I love to start my NCLEX reviews with pregnancy because if we're looking at the lifespan development, let's start from the beginning. Let's start from the beginning. So that's the second trimester. Let's look at the third trimester. The third trimester is significant because um, during weeks 29 through 40, this is when the baby is what they call in the weightlifting community bulking. Okay. This is when, yes, the skeletal structure is formed, you know, and um the in the second in the second trimester, a lot of um skeletal changes are, are happening, and the baby for all purposes looks like a baby. Like if a baby is born at 26 weeks or 25 weeks, when it comes out, everything is pretty much developed externally. It has the eyes, it has the, the head, it has the arms and the fingers and the toes, and the spinal column should be closed and formed, right? When you look at a baby at 20, second trimester delivery baby, it appears to be a baby. But what are the two major things in my opinion, these are the two major things that are missing when a baby comes out in the second trimester. You know, does anybody know what they are? The two things, and it and it makes the baby um, inappropriate for the outside environment. Oh, did I give it away when I said that? Uh, the, the two things that makes the baby inappropriate for the outside environment, although they look like a baby, like that's the thing, they look like a baby but they're not ready to be out of the womb yet. And so some, some of you out there may be pregnant and you may be like, oh, I just wanna get through this pregnancy. I just want this baby to come out early. And some women even, you may have to educate your, your moms on this. Some women even take things to have their babies earlier than expected. So a mom doesn't wanna go to 40 weeks. She only wants to go to 32 weeks. She only wants to go to 33 weeks. And so she'll take things that make the baby come early. But the problem is the two things you guys got it. Yeah. Yeah. The two things that are not developed, the baby does not have the lung capacity, right? Because the lungs are the last thing to be developed. Why would, why would the baby need lungs functioning and they're surrounded by fluid, right? So our bodies are made so wonderfully that the lungs for a baby are the last thing to be developed because they don't need them because they're getting oxygen through what? What's giving them oxygen? What's giving them oxygen, guys? It is that umbilical cord, right? And so they don't need to have functioning lungs if they're surrounded in amniotic fluid because then the fluid would go down into the lungs. It would just not be great. So that's one thing. The second thing is um, what we have here. The baby's growing at a rapid weight. So what you have is fat development. We want to have a baby who is able to be... Um, uh, self-sufficient in regulating their temperature as much as possible. And so fat helps you to do that, right? Fat helps to insulate you so that you can stay warm. And so we want our babies to be a healthy, I, I mean, I like, I like plump babies. I really do. Um, 
But the, the purpose of all that fat is that it keeps them warm. And so when, when you see a baby in the second trimester, they're very thin, they're very skinny, right? And so you know that that baby is going to be cold. It's going to be cold, right? So that's why. All right, baby grows at a rapid um, rate. 32 weeks, the bones are soft but fully formed. And 37 to 42 weeks, labor typically sets in. All right, and so that those are the trimesters. Let's talk about the presumptive, probable, and positive signs of pregnancy. And so the, the presumptive signs are just, you know, you could be, okay? You could be, you could be presumptive. So amenorrhea, so you miss a period. Nausea and vomiting. Fatigue. Enlarged or swollen breasts. Those are hormonal changes can cause that. Okay. Um, urinary frequency. Yep. Uh, quickening. Okay. You may feel something. Positive home pregnancy test. All right. Probable signs, again, you probably you probably are pregnant, but it's not positive. You probably are. You probably are. Um, Balotment. If you don't know what that means, I want you to look that up. Write it down and look it up. If you don't know what any of these mean, I want you to write them down and look them up because these are basic definitions that I know. I know you got these in your obstetrics rotation. I know you got these. And so if you are like, Mm. Regina, these are familiar, but I couldn't explain what they are. Then that's then that means that you got to go look it up. That's what that means. That means there's work to be done. And that's why I love winning Wednesday, winning Wednesdays because we go over the content. Probable sign, Chadwick sign. Goodell sign. Hagar sign. Okay. Braxton Hicks contractions. I that's a that's a late <laughs> that is a late thing. Um enlarged uterus. Okay. Positive serum pregnancy test. Hmm. Now, I want you to be asking yourself how could you possibly have a positive serum pregnancy test and still not be pregnant? Like I thought the pregnancy test, you know, they say it's like 99.999% accurate. Um, but how is that like 0.1% not accurate? What is it? What could it be? How could you have Chadwick sign, right? And not be pregnant? What could be going on with your patient? I want comments on the screen. Invite a buddy. This is how you prepare for NCLEX. You got to be able to talk your way through these situations because um, you will be taking this test alone and you will have to make sense of things that sometimes just don't make sense. How could you have a positive home pregnancy test and not be pregnant? How could that be? I want my money back, right? That's what you say. Um, but actually with the positive home pregnancy test, maybe the mother has a tumor. Right. Maybe she has a tumor growing and the body is releasing hormones to support it because they think that it is um, they think that it is a, a, a fetus growing. OK, definitely different from the positive signs of pregnancy. The positive signs of pregnancy are going to be 
fetal movements felt by the practitioner. Fetal movements felt by the practitioner. Um, visual confirmation via an ultrasound. Makes sense. And then also your fetal, also your fetal heartbeat. And so the difference, the difference between the presumptive, the probable and the positive is that the positive, you actually can tell there's another person there. And that is the only way that you can be positive that a woman is pregnant. Does that make sense? So whether she has an ultrasound, um, what do we say? A fetal heartbeat, you hear one. If she accidentally gets an x-ray and they see a little fetal skeleton, those are considered definite signs of pregnancy. Anything else, anything else, you have to say you may be pregnant for NCLEX. It's just a possibility you may be pregnant. Okay. Complications of pregnancy, and this is the list here, but you need to be extremely fluent in these things. Okay, so complications of pregnancy are going to be hyperemesis gravidarum. You got to know what that is. You have to know what it is. You need to know when it starts. You need to know how to treat it. Hypertension. Gestational diabetes. We, yep, gestational diabetes. We talked about it. We talked about it. Preeclampsia. We also talked about it. Okay. Placenta previa. Remember Sharonda? She said this was her book. I'm telling you guys, this is the go-to book for placenta previa, abrupto placenta, um, iron deficiency anemia, these things, um, infections. Preterm labor, we talk about that in the virtual trainer. Depression and anxiety, these are conditions that are complications of pregnancy, right? You get depressed if it's not the right time, if it's not the right dad, all types of things um, can cause anxiety during pregnancy. Miscarriage, as well as stillbirth, okay? These are complications of pregnancy. Let's talk about the danger signs of pregnancy things that a nurse would uh, want to notify the healthcare provider immediately for, and that is going to be any vaginal bleeding, any vaginal bleeding that is not normal and it should not take place. Okay. Blurried, oh, seizures, fits. Didn't want to skip that one. Okay, so vaginal bleeding, then seizures or fits. Neurological issue, maybe some cerebral edema could be happening. Okay. So, and then seizures usually would be um, related during pregnancy to preeclampsia or eclampsia. All right. But also, you could have severe headaches with blurry vision which could be an underlying issue of hypertension. So uh, gestational hypertension or preeclampsia for this one. Severe abdominal pain, severe abdominal pain, that could be, um, okay, so this is where time comes into it because if we are talking about the beginning of the pregnancy, and the client has severe abdominal pain, what is, what could we be thinking? 
what conditions could we be thinking about in the beginning of the pregnancy with severe abdominal pain? Go ahead, put it in the comments. Mm -hmm. In the beginning of the pregnancy, severe abdominal pain, we're going to be thinking about ectopic pregnancy. Now, at the end of the pregnancy, maybe in the third trimester, if a woman comes in with right upper quadrant severe abdominal pain, we have been, I think, largely ignoring in, in our, um, you know, in our studying. And now I know that it will be a target for the next generation NCLEX. So we need to be aware of these time cues and being able to recognize them. So third trimester, your patient comes in, we're talking about a complication of pregnancy. So pregnancy is three trimesters. So the third trimester, uh, what could the condition be if they come in with abdominal pain, right upper quadrant? Yeah, yeah, it could be help syndrome. It could be help syndrome because one of the conditions is um, the liver function. The liver enzymes are going to be affected. The liver function is going to decrease, right? And so the patient will begin to have right upper quadrant abdominal pain, which can mean their liver is about to rupture, which is very, very bad, okay? Very bad. Rapid or difficulty breathing. Sometimes this can be a result of, all right, um, sometimes this can be a result of edema, pulmonary edema. And so you have to be careful with this symptom in pregnancy. All right, guys. So our content reviews for Winning Wednesday are to help you position in your mind the importance of a review and studying uh, the, the topics that are in front of you. And it's not just about doing questions. It really isn't. It's about diving deep into the patho, the signs and symptoms, the timing of the signs and symptoms, uh, and then, the, you know, the treatments as well. And so that's what we do. And so now that we did the content, I release you to do these questions. All right. We're going to go over the questions after we study the content. However, I want to tell you this. As I've been saying, RNU is happening next week. So it is important. Now we are just literally a few days away from RNU. You need to sign up for it today if you have not. If you have not been getting my emails, if you have not been getting my text messages about RNU, I want you to sign up for it because you should have the workbook, right? You need to have the, the calendar. And we will be going over, um, just so you guys know, we are going to be starting off going over um, next generation changes every Monday. All right. So I have the workbook. Um, we're going to be going over the, the, the nervous system medications. I want you guys to know the difference between parasympathetic and sympathetic medications. So if I tell you guys I'm giving, if I tell you guys that I'm giving our patient an anticholinergic medication, I need you to know whether that's a parasympathetic or a sympathetic medication because Anticholinergic medications are very common. They're very common on NCLEX. You will absolutely see them on um, any type of, like, you need to know it, okay? <laughs> All right, we'll be going over pain management, psychiatric medications. 
psychiatric medications. Uh, and then this is the following week. This is the following week. We're going to do psychiatric medications and substance abuse. We're going to be doing content on a large scale, but we're going to be looking at the pharmacological interventions because sometimes that's the missing part. Okay, so that's what I'm saying. It's not too late to sign up for it. We're going to be talking about the insulins and insulin therapies. I told you guys for gestational diabetes mellitus, this is going to be important for you to know. It was the component that I did not do last week. And then we're going to be doing blood products, antibiotics, um, medication administration, and then practice like. Remar Nurse University is the largest event that I do and is the longest event that I do. And I always make sure that it's free because at the end of the day, the goal is for you to pass NCLEX. And so if you just make it to one class, that one class will push you further uh, to your goal of passing NCLEX. So sign up for it. It is free, easy to sign up for it. Just go to remarnurse.com forward slash RNU, Remarners University. Okay. Okay, here we go. Question number one. Is this, a female client of reproductive age presents to the emergency department with a sharp stabbing pain in the lower abdomen. Blood tests and an ultrasound confirm an ectopic pregnancy. Which of the client findings would be the most, the nurse would be the most concerned about? Okay. Number one, I know y'all reading them ahead of me. I know y'all reading them ahead of me. Temperature, 39 degrees Celsius. Vaginal spotting. Unable to stand up or walk. Two, nausea and vomiting, abdominal pain, amenorrhea. Three, blood pressure, 94 over 57. Pulse rate, 126 beats per minute. Four, full bounding pulses. Cold and clammy skin. Mm. Which one is the nurse going to be most concerned about? Are you concerned, number one, about the temperature of 39 degrees Celsius, vaginal spotting, unable to stand up or walk? Mm. Two, nausea and vomiting, abdominal pain, amenorrhea. Three, the blood pressure of 94 over 57, or the pulse rate of 126 beats per minute, or four, full bounding pulses, cold and clammy skin. Hey, this is a good one. And I see the comments on the screen. You guys are all in today. You're just putting it out there. And I love it. The correct answer, guys, the correct answer for this, it, I think it was pretty evident. Did you catch it? Number three, this, the vital signs are outrageous. This is, this is just a cue. Um, the vital signs are outrageous. Okay. Um, a blood pressure of 94 or 57, a pulse rate of 126 beats per minute. Okay. Decreasing pulse pressure, rapid pulses, 
along with a rapid respirations are signs that your client is undergoing what? Shock. Those are the three things you, I mean, I want you to take note of it. Anytime you see, anytime you see a pulse rate down, I'm sorry, a blood pressure down and a pulse rate up, automatically think of shock. Automatically think of that. Even if it's a condition where they say, well, the patient's, you know, blood sugar is, you know, 400 or whatever. Don't worry about it. Like, think shock because that is going to be a primary condition that needs to be addressed first. So whatever other labs may be around, if it's not a respiratory thing, right, um, and shock is there, if you don't see anything respiratory, shock becomes your priority because if you don't fix this, it's very easy for your patient to lose uh, perfusion to the brain, right, um, and perfusion to the heart. The heart is working too hard. And so those are the major organs, okay? Okay, so that's it. And shock bot on about by rupture ectopic pregnancy is a life-threatening and medical condition. Ectopic pregnancy is huge, okay? Is huge. So um, consider it up there as a higher level um, emergency condition. Good job. Question number two is Carol is a prima gravita um, Carol, a prima gravida is in her first trimester. She tells the nurse, I start feeling sick the moment I wake up. The nurse offers health teachings on how to manage nausea in pregnancy. Okay. Which of the following statements would be the best recommendation by the nurse? Okay. Number one, avoid food intake whenever you feel nauseous. Two. You may have plain crackers as soon as you wake up. Number three, avoid carbohydrates and artificial sugars in your diet. Four, you may take antacids in your first trimester. Okay. Which of the following statements would be the best recommendation by the nurse? The best one. Uh, there's only, well, <laughs> okay, you guys are cracking me up with these answers today. The, the correct one is number, is number two. You may have plain crackers as soon as you wake up. And this is very important when it comes to nausea. What is the relationship between nausea and crackers? Do we just, do we just, is that crackers just something somebody made up? How are crackers therapeutic? Does anybody know? Does anybody know? This is Winning Wednesday here at Remar Review, and we are preparing to be great nurses. And great nurses know, we know little nuances like why crackers help you with nausea. Because if I ask, if I ask somebody on the street, they'll just say, oh no, my grandma told me eat crackers, right? But it's a reason why. And the reason why is because nausea during pregnancy is caused by what? It's caused by a low what? What causes what causes nausea in pregnancy? Don't tell me. Well, I guess because you could tell me that, but mm, never mind. I'll just tell you what it's caused by. 
it is caused by hypoglycemia. So the blood sugar drops during the beginning stages of pregnancy. And so the mom, just like diabetes mellitus, when your blood sugar drops, you feel nauseated. You're like, oh, I got to eat something. Oh my goodness, I'm nauseated. So pregnant women, we tell them to eat crackers. We tell them to eat a drink ginger ale, peanut butter, not because crackers are magic, because crackers are a carbohydrate and they're a very easy carbohydrate to break down. And so that means that your body will turn it into sugar, which will raise your blood glucose levels. And so that's why crackers are you know, are recommended. That's why, because of hypoglycemia in the first trimester of pregnancy. I'm so glad you showed up today because we are learning. Here's question number three. Weena, a 38-year-old prima gravida, was rushed into the emergency room due to severe abdominal cramping and vaginal bleeding. The nurse assessing the client suspects a miscarriage. Which of the following are risks for this maternal complication? Select all that apply. Okay. I know there's four choices. Just select all that apply. All right. For sake of spacing. <laughs> One, maternal age. Two, previous miscarriage. Three, food aversions. Four, incompetent cervix. So this is a select all the apply. I'm listening for the, the, the risk factors for a miscarriage here. Okay. I see the answers on the screen. And the correct answers are as you suspected one, two, and four. Uh, miscarriage is a spontaneous loss of pregnancy, just so we know. Um, so it's different than an abortion. It's a spontaneous loss of pregnancy, and it is usually before 20 weeks, okay? There are various risk factors, including uh, of age, if you had previous miscarriages in the past, if you have chronic conditions such as uterine or cervical problems, obesity, um, invasive prenatal testing sometimes can cause uh, miscarriages such as an, like amniocentesis and or substance abuse. The next question, the next question, question number four, a pregnant woman comes in for a visit for the first time. She asked the nurse, when will I start feeling my baby's movements? The nurse correctly replies, number one, you will start feeling light flutters in your second trimester. Two, the baby will start wiggling once her arms and legs are developed. Three, you will start feeling tiny movements in your third trimester. Or four, your baby will be able to move freely once your amniotic fluid is enough. Okay, once your amniotic fluid is enough. All right, the correct answer here is going to be, yeah, we said it earlier, your baby will start feeling, uh, you will start feeling light flutters in your second trimester. Did you guys get this one? This is simply just a timing, quickening the first fetal movements that feel like flutters or tiny pulses happen around 16 to 20 weeks 
in pregnancy or the second trimester. For some time or for some, it may be felt sooner, right? So if you've already had children, you may recognize it a little bit earlier. Um, and, and so it happens like that. Question number five, is this a female client undergoing fertility treatment presents to the OB gyna clinic with amenorrhea, nausea and vomiting and urinary frequency. She is ecstatic to hear the good news of a positive pregnancy. Which of these findings confirms that the client is pregnant? Okay. <laughs> Number one, a positive urine pregnancy test. Two, a positive serum pregnancy test. Three, fetal heart tones assessed by the nurse. Four, fetal movements felt by the mother. Okay. What is it going to be? What is it going to be? Here we have basic question. Which of these findings confirm that the client is pregnant? And the only acceptable answer is number three, active fetal movements and fetal heart sounds assessed by a healthcare professional, okay? And visual fetal conformational ultrasound are confirmatory signs indicating that a woman is nothing else, no matter what she says, <laughs> is pregnant, is pregnant. I am so excited to have these type of classes all during RNU, which is happening. We're just days away for it. It starts on Monday, every Monday in June. So go ahead and sign up for it if you have not. Um, if you have, congratulations, you are in there. You are in there. If you have not, let's hop to it. Go to Remar Nurse, go to remarnurse.com forward slash RNU. Yep, forward slash RNU. Um, and you know what? I always talk about the virtual trainer and I want to let you know what we're doing right now with it. So I'm going to actually take you inside of the virtual trainer, but I didn't want to rush past this slide right now through Remar Nurse University. I'm doing $200 off of the virtual trainer. Yes, this is this is my graduation gift to all of the nursing students who are going to be preparing for NCLEX, who are going to be taking those exit exams. This is the biggest sale on the virtual trainer. But because I want you to be prepared in six weeks, I want you to have your license. By the time August gets here, you, 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 you should be sitting down in that test room ready to answer the question. I don't want you guys waiting for next generation NCLEX. Like that is, let's not even go there with the next generation NCLEX. I want you to have your license this year. This is your time. And so um, with the virtual trainer, you are able to prepare for NCLEX. As a matter of fact, let me just take you inside of it. So whether you're an RN or whether you're a PN, this is going to be your coursework. This is going to be your program. When you come inside of your virtual trainer, uh, you will be studying directly with me. So you just click on your training center. And whether you're a registered nurse or a practical nurse, you will be able to go in and pick right up where we left off from. So for example, every course 
that I give you a preview of during these classes, the full version would be inside of your virtual trainer. So for example, um, we talked about pregnancy today. So I have a whole full whole lecture on pregnancy. And in the beginning of it, you are going to see that there are certain learning objectives that are necessary for pregnancy, right? And so we looked at them, we looked at some of them today. Probable versus positive, gravity versus parity, okay? Hey These guys, are we are going to get started with you your maternal you and child overview by talking about the pregnancy. And you guys never have to guess, like you never have to guess who's going to be your teacher. It's always me and the virtual trainer. And so you guys know how I like to prepare you. I'm not going to make you memorize things that will never be on the exam. I'm not going to take hours to explain very simple topics to you. My main goal is that when you're inside of the virtual trainer, you feel like you're in school. You feel like all the things that you were supposed to learn in nursing school, you now get to know. All right. And so that is the benefit of the virtual trainer. Something else I want to show you. Let me go back to it because we are doing this stuff for you guys. Let me go back to it. I'm just going to return to my courses here. And I want to show you, I want to show you how you will be able to prepare for, for your NCLEX exam in six weeks. And that is by going to the file vault where I'm able to give you up-to-date information on the NCLEX exam. So I will be putting um, changes for the next generation NCLEX in here. But right now, what I want to spotlight is your study calendar. And whether you are a registered nurse, listen, don't worry about trying to read the words. I'm going to um, I'm gonna fix it for you in a second by just telling you what I want you to look at. Let's see this. If you're a practical nurse, I have a six-week calendar for you. If you're a registered nurse, I have a downloadable six-week calendar. And so here's an example of what that looks like. Let me see if I can blow it up. It looks like this. It looks like every week that you are in, whether you're in the first week, the second week, the third week, you will know exactly what days you are studying and what you will be doing on those days. And so if you look here, this is this is your second week. And I only have you studying one, two, three. I have you studying four days. And I always include rest days, which, in, which means take the weekends off and one day during the week. Sometimes it's two days during the week. But my point is this. If your issue is buying a resource and then not knowing how to use it, you're not going to have that problem here. If your issue is, oh, there's so much to study, I don't even know where to start. I've taken care of that for you. The virtual trainer is the solution for you for that because I'm going to tell you every day what to study and I'm going to tell you how long to study. Like if you look at this, I don't have you studying for more than three hours a day. That's it. Okay. You should not be studying from eight in the morning to eight at night. If you're doing that, Stop it. Stop it right now and be nice to yourself, okay? Because the goal is for you to be progressive in your knowledge and build it up over time. It's not for you to study for three days and then go take the test. That's not how it works, all right? And so what I want to highlight is that my program is a six-week program. So you will have a calendar. You will have a calendar all the way up to week six on what to do. However, because this is week six, oh, let me do this. This is week six. So, um, however, because I build in rest days, 
Some people skip the rest days, honestly, and they get through my program in three weeks or listen, three weeks people have gotten through my program because they just don't take the rest days. They just go on like instead of resting on Wednesday, they'll just go to Thursday. And then instead of taking the, uh, the break on Saturday and Sunday, they'll just keep going. And so they finish the program very quickly um, by doing it that way. But the calendar absolutely helps them to stay on track. And so this is one of the benefits of the virtual trainer is that you have access to everything that you need. And the virtual trainer is always available for you 24 seven. And then you're going to get the workbooks. You're going to get quick facts for NCLEX. And I have the other one here. I'm going to send you, I'm going to send you these two books as well as the online program. So you're going to have these two books and you are going to have the entire virtual trainer system. And right now, what I'm telling you is that the price could not be any better. I'm literally taking $200 off of this entire program. So whatever excuses you had before, if they were monetary, I canceled them for you. All right. There were people who purchased the virtual trainer for full price last week who are already into like the second week of studying because they're moving through it. Um, and, and I'll say this. The investment into your nursing license is going to repay you a hundred times over. So uh, we invest in things. We pay for things all the time. When we DoorDash, when we pay our Netflix subscription, those things that we purchase, they don't give us anything back. They just take money from us. But when you invest in yourself to get your nursing license, that nursing license, first year, $55,000 back to you, depending on where you live. Right now, I mean, I know nurses that are making $40 an hour, $50 an hour. So if you if you are uh, diligent about preparing for your license, that reward is coming to you, okay? So I want you to have the mentality that there is no better time than now. And also, for those of you who are gradu graduating, this is that final step. This is the last thing that you have to do, which is pass NCLEX. So if you imagine yourself with your nursing license in your hand, you know, you have everything else. Like we, you have everything, right? So you got the scrubs. This is what happens. In nursing school, they outfit you to be a nurse. You have the scrubs. You have the stethoscope, right? So you have all, you have the knowledge in your mind. You have all the makings of a nurse. You look like one from the outside. There's just one thing that you're missing. There's one thing that you're missing. And this is a little piece of paper, the little piece of paper that is your nursing license. And that is what your job is going to require of you. You've got to have your nursing license. So um, everything that you are focused on, everything that you are investing in should be moving you towards that direction so you can actually finish the calling of being a nurse. We need nurses more than ever. Literally, the sign-on bonuses, the travel, the car, the vacation, the health insurance, people are trying to do all they can. Jobs are pulling out all the stops to get a new nurse. They are. Um, you know, I do, I do nursing classes uh, live. I do live nursing classes. And one of my students are like, I got offered a job before I even graduated. They just waiting for me to take NCLEX. And so many of you are like that. You are just, your, your, your dream job is just waiting on you to take NCLEX. And so now is 
absolutely the time I want you to get into the virtual trainer and not have any excuses. I hear you guys saying, can you help us off with, with a little discount on the VT? Like, can you wait till I get paid? So I'm doing both. I am giving you an amazing discount and I am allowing this time during graduation when most companies are raising their prices. Like if you look around, most companies are, most NCLEX review companies, they're raising their prices because it's graduation season and most nursing students are looking for some sort of NCLEX review. So I wanna do the opposite guys. And I want you to see this as an opportunity you don't wanna miss because the virtual trainer is sweet and is waiting for you to get in. So get in. Let's get your nursing license, guys. Um, R&U is coming. And during R&U, we will be doing some amazing, amazing content review as a community. It is our community event. So your attendance is required. Sign up at remarnurse.com. Do it now, guys. You can, you will, and you must pass NCLEX. Later.